Welcome to Hashtag Travel Talks. It's your podcast on the latest digital trends in travel and tourism marketing. And here's your host, Nolly Nicholas. Welcome to a new episode of Travelcast. And today I receive uh, Juanjo Rodriguez. Welcome, Juanjo. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, can you present yourself? Sure. I'm uh, the founder of the Hotels Network. I'm a Spaniard and I've been living between uh, San Francisco and Barcelona for the last few years. Okay. And uh, I see, I contact you because you talk about a subject which is related to travel. It's the topic of personalization in travel. Can you tell us more? Sure. Clearly, personalization is one of the keywords today. The, um, the experience in, uh, in travel in most of the websites that uh, any traveler would use is uh, very similar. It doesn't take into account who is looking at that uh, website. And that's with a huge offer and uh, everyone is trying to understand what personalization even means depending on the category in which you play. So for example, for an, an OTA, personalization is, uh, has a very different meaning that it would have for a hotel, for example. So that's part of what we do is we help the hotels personalize the user experience with the aim of getting more direct traffic bookings and the revenue. And what do you think is the, would say the, the topic or the field that the hotel are missing out with the digital marketing? So in general, what happens is that a hotel page, it's, it's exactly the same for every user, no matter what they are looking for. So if you get to a hotel page and then I come after you, the page is the same. But probably you and me have different, very different aims and we and taste it and we are looking for something different. So what we uh, offer and what hotels are missing is to be able to transform the website in real time to adapt it to every user. And not necessarily on the demographic characteristics. So it's not so important if the user is a woman or a man or if it's uh, uh, 30 years old or 40 years old. Those, that's the old approach to personalization. What we believe in is in a behavior-based personalization, meaning that depending on what you are doing and what you are looking for, then the website changes for you. And uh, can you tell us more about your, let's say, your, uh, I don't know, is the startup or a company, Hotel Networks? Yeah. So the Hotels Network is a startup. We are a bit less than three years old today. Uh, we are working with about 3,000 hotels in 50 countries. And we, we are very focused on one specific task, which is to help hotels in their direct channels. So every, uh, everywhere they, where they sell directly to the consumer. And that's uh, working on the website and, and basically in three areas. Improving conversion, personalization of the website, predictive analytics, and then wrapping it up with uh, a very strong set of uh, analytics and, and, re and revenue analytics that allows the, the hotels to take the right decisions in which they can face any action and, and marketing campaign they launch. Okay. And also you help them with, I would say, about, all about their reputations online. So we don't specifically work on reputation per se. But we use, we use a reputation that the hotels already have in order to help convince the customers that they came to the right hotel. 
So we, we don't help them improve their reputation. We help them use the reputation they have to, as a reason for travelers to actually want to stay with them. Okay. And what do you think about one of the pain points for the, let's say, the hospitality industry, which is the explosion of data? Do you think that hotels are coping with the, the data that every traveler is creating, or they still have issues with this? Well, there are many issues for sure. It's the simple fact that the users come to your hotel web page, app, mobile site, etc., and they search for things and they try to book a room and they eventually do it or don't. That generates a lot of that data. And then you have all the intent when they are coming to you. So what the typical statistic in which uh, every a user visits there is something. Uh, sites before actually booking a trip. So obviously there's a lot of data in the behavior of the users and hardly anyone has the tools to process that data in the right way. One of the things we are trying to build is products that help us analyze all of the hotels we work with and then transform that into easy to use products that each hotel can then work with so that you understand your users and your uh, the behavior of your consumers, but you can build on the learning of everyone else because after all, the, the same traveler that is checking your hotel is checking a few others in your location and has a history of trying to find accommodation elsewhere. Okay. And um, if I am, a, for, let's say, I'm a hotel, what will be the strategy, for example, for my hotel if I want to be more attractive? Well, that's a very interesting and very wide question. So obviously there's one first step, which is to make the hotel itself more attractive, meaning that the experience of staying in that hotel is different from staying in any other hotel nearby in the same location. Mm -hmm. And there are a number of things you can, you can do there. Uh, the room itself is the traditional thing to play with, but that's kind of limited because there's only a number of things you can do in the room itself. And what is being worked on uh, by the living hotels around the world is to work on the experience. What is that makes the experience of staying in the hotel different? That also helps, obviously, versus another alternative accommodation that the users might uh, want to get, like an apartment, for example, a vacation rental. So working on the experience and, and what the product of what the hotel is is one of them. And then the second thing is to actually tell a story in a way that makes it compelling. That I may have a, offer a great experience at a great price, mm -hmm. but then I have to be able to convey this experience to the user so that he understands what he's going to get. And that's the part in which we can help them by the personalization in their website. And uh, do you think, you, say, you talk about experience, do you think it's, the, I would say, one of the important points for any, I would say, strategy for an hotel is to build a unique experience because maybe I can go to another, I would say, Airbnb because they are much cheaper than a hotel, but what will be the the thing that I will go in that hotel instead of renting an Airbnb instead? Exactly. Clearly, the accommod accommodation is, isn't only the room and the bed that you sleep in, even though that's important, but it's, it's the whole package. The, the, from the moment you get there until the moment you leave, everything that happens there, 
and there are many levers that you can work with in order to make that a memorable experience and something that you can you, you can enjoy and then share and then use as a reason for to come back and talk about it. And how do you see the trends into the hospitality? What, uh, in your mind, are you trying to see the the current trends? Well, there there are a few. Obviously, one clear one is that the um, let's say call them boutique or independent hotels are something that is trending versus more established brands. Mm -hmm. If you look at the top uh, hotels with uh, by reviews by. Uh, reputation in, um, among consumers, you'll see that in most uh, cities in Europe, for example, the top ones are not branded ones. So it's not a Hilton. It would be an independent hotel in Paris or in Barcelona. So clearly, one of the reasons why that happens is because the experience that that hotel provides is different. So if for business travel, you may want a seamless experience that you already know, and therefore you want a brand that you trust. But then for leisure, it can be, it can be exactly the opposite. It was something that surprises you. So this, this idea of the main brands versus the, the smaller uh, niche brands, I think is one of the, of the key ones. And obviously the other one is the, the uh, vacation rental. So how are hotels going to keep having the trust of the travelers when they have uh, these huge uh, options to stay somewhere else? In, in not a, an additional hotel, but some, but an Airbnb or any any other kind of apartment. And by gaining trust, do you think that um, influencer marketing also it's a good so it's a strategy for hotels like to hire by you by themselves uh, influencer and they come to visit the hotel in some part of the world? What do you think about that? I think there are some cases in which that uh, might make sense, but the, the issue with that strategy is that this kind of uh, short lived. You can do it once, but you can. It's hard to do that systematically all the time <laughs> and use that as a. As a so, so that can give you a one-off uh, effect in a specific period, yeah. but you need something more structural to the product and the offer it, it themselves to be able to to have the trust and recognition among the users. Uh, in that case, what would be your strategy after you use, for example, an influencer for a hotel? What do you do uh, after? I would say that the the work that an influencer can have is, so the, the influencer is there to sell your story. So you need a story beforehand. Mm -hmm. So you should, you should invest in, in building this story, this experience, and then you can have many alternatives to promote it, to communicate it to the market. Influencers are one of those reasons, one of those ways to tell the story, but it's only one of them. You can do that through conventional advertising. You can do that through your means in, uh, in having experience in the sales process itself. So whenever it's not only the experience in the hotel, it's also the experience while you are booking the hotel. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the part where, where we do our work, for example. And uh, what do you think, I would say, our on the technology like the voice assistant, for example, the Alexa, Amazon Alexa and Google Home and all the devices. What do you think this kind of device can be included into a marketing, into the, I would say the customer journey? So there are two probably obvious cases. One is during the stay itself. 
when you are in the hotel room and you have one of the, of the assistants, and then you can use it as you would use a concierge so that you can ask for things. And then you can talk to the system to solve many of the day-to-day things that you need while staying at the hotel. I think that's a no-brainer. And whenever there's a clear way to solve the, the privacy issues with, with uh, those systems, I think the, the task itself that can be solved by one of those, those systems versus a phone call to reception, I think that's clear. And then the other part would be to have this assistant in the booking process. So you can say, Alexa, I want to book a room in Paris. So this is clearly there's going to be one way and one channel to for for booking. It's not clear for how many use cases this will apply and when. Mm-hmm. Because the problem is if you already know what you want, then it's great that talking to Alexa or, or Will Home is great. If you are in a discovery phase in which you need to understand the options and then select an option, then the process is not as smooth. Because if I'm going to a city where I've never been before, it's really hard to understand which hotel is the right one for me through voice without seeing photos and without understanding the pricing or location, etc. I think a, a conventional visual website or app is able to, to convey that information much quicker. And do you think also that the, the future of surfing will be also on voice? For example, if I have a Amazon Alexa at home, if I am a hotel and I pay a, I don't know, a premium price to Amazon, I could be the first choice as if someone asks the question, um, Alexa, give me the best hotels in Paris. And uh, if the hotel pays premium price, he would be show it first into Alexa. What do you think about this possibility? Well, I'm sure that the brands are going to experiment with things like that. So I have an Alexa at home myself, and I can see myself asking, find me a hotel in Paris. Mm-hmm. The, then the, the thing is how you will distinguish what is content from what is advertising. If you do the same question in Google, you clearly have a difference and you know what's an ad and what is not. There should be, and I'm sure they will be regulated uh, at some point, there should be a way to understand when the machine is getting back to you with information that is paid for or information that is just uh, from whatever they, where it is. And do you think also another subject like um, VR? Because we heard a lot about it and all the possibilities, but what could be, I think, the possibilities for hotels about for VR? Is something it could be, I would say, it's not a gimmick or it could be useful for hotels and else? So I think as a technology, it would, at some point, it would be interesting. Today, it is, it is, in many, most cases, it's still a gimmick. But I think that it's because of the state of the evolution, not because the technology itself doesn't have a place. So for, for the hotel, the, there are two moments in time, the booking process and, and the stay process. In the booking process, then the best thing that could be provided to a hotel is to have a way for the user to have a better idea of what the hotel is like. So instead of having these 360 photos where you can explore the hotel, you can actually be in the hotel and therefore you will know if that's the one for you. And that the, if that works well, I think that's a huge uh, advance in, uh, in the EU to understand where you want to stay. Yeah. And then, it, then another, a totally different thing is what happens if you are, if you are in the hotel already. 
because then it's more about leaving the city and leaving the place where you are, and that's a totally different use case. Okay, so um, my last question is, uh, I would say more personal, mm -hmm. is what was your most memorable travel that you did? Well, I, uh, that's quite clear in my mind. I, um, when I got married, I uh, went on my honeymoon to Australia, and that's clearly the, the one trip that uh, has stuck with me. Okay. Uh, I, I love basically everything about the country, the, the locations, the places, the cities, the people. Uh, it was a, a great trip in many dimensions. And uh, how did you find, I would say, the, the hotel back there, down here? Well, it, that was funny enough before I was uh, so, so involved in this industry, because that was a few years ago. Mm -hmm. But actually... I stayed in all kinds of uh, accommodations there, uh, from a better breakfast to a top resort on, on one of the islands. So I think it was a, actually a good overview of uh, all the types of accommodations you can have and how you can enjoy different ones in different points uh, in your life or, or even in the, in the same trip. Okay. <laughs> That's why it's really hard to, uh, to guess what you will like if you don't tell me. So one of the really things with hard things with personalization is that unless you actually tell me what you want, it's almost impossible for me to guess it. Yeah. There are so many things that you can choose from. Yeah, that's true. There's so many choices also. And uh, mostly it depends also the mind on which the people are traveling. Because I think you're not traveling the same if you're working, uh, traveling for business as you're traveling for leisure. Totally. It's totally different. Yeah, And, and the same person can have very different tastes and objectives. Uh, in different points in time. So even if I know you, I, I have very little information to know what you want for your next trip. Mm. So do you think also that hotel must be have some, for example, intelligence, like they have to maybe check on internet if someone are coming to a particular country, maybe they can feel, or can sense which kind of let's say travel or experience they, are, they, they want. What was the question again? Can you repeat it? I'm not sure I got it. No, I was asking if, for example, if the hotel have to, for example, to, um, go on Twitter or mm -hmm. on Facebook and watch for people who are, for example, I'm traveling yeah. to Paris and uh, Hilton is watching my Twitter feed and they can see that I love, uh, I don't know, I love to, I love football and I love the yeah. PSG. And they maybe they, maybe they can do some personal experience for me because they know that I love football and yeah. so on. So I think that would be really interesting. But do it, doing that on a scale is really, really hard because it's very, very time consuming. I, I think ideally, there will be a system in which there's not so much guesswork, but that you tell your preferences in a quick way that is not intrusive for you. So that you can actually say what you like without ha anyone having to guess it, but you do it in a way that is not a pain for you and you don't have to spend a lot of time doing it. Okay. Because, because then the, if, if, you're a if you're a small hotel with 20 rooms, that's fine, but if you have 450, the scale and the resources in terms of people that you need to prepare experiences for 450 guests, it, it would not be something they can work with. Okay. So how can I enrich you on internet? 
you can reach me through, I have a Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's my name, Juanjo, J-R-O. And then you can always reach me if you come to thehotelsnetwork.com and uh, contact us from there. And then I'm sure that I will get it. Also, obviously, on LinkedIn. Okay. So, Juanjo, thank you for your time and uh, wish you the best here. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.